Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday. We're in the season of ordinary time. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Visit us with your salvation, and sustain us with your gracious Spirit. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding Word of God. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Now concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists, and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven and on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are, not, we are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. Take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you who possess knowledge, eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge the weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed. But when you thus sin against brother or sisters and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their falling, I will never again eat meat, so that I may not cause one of them to fall. So St. Paul sets out um, to 
work through with the Corinthians church a, a problem uh, that they would have, that some are eating food sacrificed to idols. They are doing this not because they're still sort of in the world worshiping one god and and, and then still offering sort of uh, at the pagan altars in, in that same way as it might appear that they are doing. They are eating this meat with the full knowledge that idols are nothing because they have come to the knowledge of one Lord who has created all things and for whom all things exist. And, and one Lord Jesus Christ who has come into the world, who has created the world through whom all things were created and, and now through whom we exist in, in Christ. And, and so since idols are not real and meat is since is just meat and and eating isn't the thing that makes us righteous and it doesn't make us sinful it is just simply that thing that god has provided for our body those with this kind of knowledge uh, feel that they are free to eat this meat sacrificed to idols paul begins this argument by saying as followers of Jesus, as, as the people of a God of steadfast love and mercy, we are to, to look not by sort of our knowledge, but at someone else in love, for the sake of others in love. So not knowledge that, that puffs us up and sets us apart and makes us special or wise or intelligent, but a love that reaches out and cares for and nurtures the faith and the life of our sisters and brothers in Christ. So Paul says knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And so as we come across a, a, a situation like this, do you eat food now, sacrifice to idols? Do you buy your meat from the, from the temple meat markets? Do you eat your meat in the, in the temple? because of the knowledge that this is nothing, or do you look at others in love? Do you solve this problem as a matter of knowing enough, educating, or is it a matter of love? Because truly, some don't believe that idols are nothing. They become so accustomed to these idols. And, and there really are these sort of lesser powers and forces in this world that, that do lead us from God and, and take us from our devotion. And, and they certainly feel that susceptibility that, that should they be there, they're back in this world of idols. And so their conscience is bound and in doing so it abstains. And so Paul sees a situation where, where they see a, a, a sister and brother, especially one that would be a leader or somebody that they would look up to and they'd be led back into sin. And, and since this is meat sacrificed to idols, as far as they're concerned, then they also would be right back into that place. Their conscience would be destroyed. They'd feel they were sinful before God. And it would take a, a good amount of mercy and care to sort of bring them back. So, so at the end, then, uh, Paul is, is saying, we can have this knowledge and, and this liberty that we have in Christ, and we can use that knowledge and liberty to exercise certain choices in this, this world. Like we are free to eat this meat. And Paul would much rather use the love of God for one another, the love that we have for each other, as the thing that decides how we use our freedom. And since those of us that have a certain amount of knowledge, Paul says, are free to choose whether to eat or not to eat, would they not be better to choose not to eat for the sake of the love of a brother than to choose to exercise their knowledge in eating 
this meat at the, at the expense of a brother or sister in Christ. So you can see how, how it is love, not superior knowledge, that is the deciding factor that brings this community together in Christ because it mirrors what God has done for us in Christ. So sacrificing to each other in love out of a free choice is the way of, of Jesus. Taking our knowledge, puffing it up, and saying sorry for you being so ignorant would be a way that divides us. It would be not of God. And so Paul puts this forward. As, as we start moving through this letter to 1 Corinthians, we will get eventually to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where, where we talk about love as that thing that binds us all together. So faith in God, love for one another are what we're looking for, and faith in God, trusting in God, and love for one another helps us to maybe work our way through some of the pressing issues that we ourselves face today. As you go into your day, how is it that you can use not your superior knowledge, but your love for a sister and brother, or your love for somebody else, for you to reach out and to, um, to, to change the way that you act, uh, to build somebody else up? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation. For the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we grateful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else and for what else are we praying this morning? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son 
that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.